This is 1 Kings 18, verse 41. Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went, and he ate and he drank. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. And the servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I, I don't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. This is verse 43, one more time. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look, seven times. We've been in a series called It's Better Than You Think, Finding God's Purpose in Unusual Places. And I wanna to preach today from the subject, look again, look again. Find one neighbor, tell him, look again, look again. Find one more person, tell him, look again. Come on, look. Look again. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we now approach your word. We approach it with uh, faith. We approach it with expectation. We lean into the word of God, knowing that one word from God can change everything. So speak, Lord. We are expectant. We're ready. And we're willing to obey. We are willing and obedient that we might eat the good of the land. Speak, Lord. For every person who's in the room, whether they've been born and raised in church, or maybe this is their first time ever in a church experience. I thank you for a tailor-made word for every person right where they are at in their life that you're going to speak now. You're that big and you're that good. That's an easy work for you. And so I thank you that you're going to speak now in Jesus' name. And if you're ready for a word from God, come on, say amen. 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 Let's give God one more big clap tonight. I feel expectation in the room. I want to give you three things from the text tonight. I'm going to jump right into it, and I want, to, I want to get this word into your heart. Number one, you hear it before you see it. You hear it before you see it. Elijah said, verse 41, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming, or in the old King James, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. They had been in a drought. They had been in a drought for a very long time. There was no sign of rain, and when I say no sign of rain, I mean literally there was, there was not a cloud in the sky. There was, there was not the smell of rain nor the sound of rain. If you think about even Vegas in the monsoon season, like in July, a lot of times we'll smell the rain even if it gets kind of caught up in the mountains. You'll smell it and you'll, you know, you'll see the clouds far away off. There were no clouds. There was no thunder. There was no smell of rain. There was no lightning strikes. There was nothing that indicated rain but Elijah heard something and he didn't hear it in the natural. He didn't hear it with these ears. He heard it with his spirit. He got a word from God that it was about to rain. And I just want to remind you that this is how the kingdom works. You have to hear it before you'll ever see it. I'm just getting this deep in your heart because this is very different than kind of what the new age kind of self-help 
thing teaches because, you know, they just say, you know, if you can, if you just got to visualize it, you just, you just got to see it. You can, you can be whatever you want to be. You actually can't be whatever you want to be. Like I can't be a Laker. I can't. I'm too, I'm too old. Even if I, even if I, my jump shot got better, even if I, even if I got an NBA shape, I still, I would not be good. I'm 35, y'all. I can't be a Laker now. I have no experience. Now, I think they could still take me because I think they need all the help they can get right now. I could at least go foul. Like I'd at least go in there and throw punches. You know what I mean? Elbow somebody. At least trying to, you know, stir up the morale, you know, kick Luke Walton, do something, you know, like just, okay, sorry, just stir it up. But, but you, you, can't, you can't do anything you want, you know, maybe you're going, well, Jabin, I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In other words, if it's part of God's plan for your life, you can do it because God is going to strengthen you to do it. But you can't just do, you can't just visualize it and have it. You know, you might believe you can fly, but you can't fly. I believe, man, R. Kelly done ruined Space Jam for all of us. We can't even, I can't even quote Space Jam anymore because of that. (laughs) Elijah, for real. Elijah heard something that he could not see. Or detect in the natural. You got to think about this. If you remember in the book of Acts chapter 2, they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. There was never a wind. It was the sound of a wind. Before they ever saw tongues of fire, they heard a wind. Because this is how God works. You hear it before you see it. Remember, everything in the kingdom starts with a seed. And this is the seed. Amen, everybody. This is the seed. This is God's word, and this is the seed. Let's go to the Bible. 1 Peter 1.23. For you have been born again. Anybody been born again? Come on, anybody grateful for that? Not a perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through the living and enduring word of God. God's word is God's seed. This is what produces faith in your life. Let's look at another one. Romans 10.17. Faith comes by hearing, not by seeing. Hearing, seeing will strip your faith. (laughs) Yeah, if you're walking by sight and not by faith, boy, you're going to get beat up by the devil. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight because what your faith is believing for and what you're looking at are usually two different things. So faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This word hearing literally means to hear and hear again and hear and hear again. That's why... If you only are under the influence of the word on a Sunday, it's not going to be enough. Here's what what church should be. Church should be a loud amen to the voice of the Holy Spirit that has been speaking to you all week. That's why you got to get in a small group because then halfway through the week, boom, you get another amen to the word of God that God's speaking to you. But you're going to have to get in the word of God because it's in the word of God that releases faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what is that faith? That faith is for anything in your life. So the world says you have to see it before you can have it, but God says you must hear it before you can have it. And that's why a lot of you aren't obtaining the things you want because you're seeing it 
but God has not spoken it to you directly. Like, I want, I'd, I'd love a Rolls Royce. Why not? But I don't have that word from God. <laughs> and some of y'all are praying for things that God has not opened that door yet in the spirit. Oh, boy. Well, Jabin, you, if, you, if you have not, you, you have not because you asked not. I've been asking. Yeah, you have not because you asked not. But now finish the verse, book of James. But some of you have been asking and you haven't been receiving. Because right. you asked with the wrong intent. In other words, you're asking for things the Holy Spirit hasn't released faith in your heart to get yet. Oh, boy. So you, you've got to hear it in the spirit first. Elijah heard the sound so your faith walk, your love walk, your marriage, your hope, your holiness, your purity, your personal freedom, your prosperity, all of it is wrapped up in a word, period. Amen. No Bible, no word, no word, no faith, no faith, no fruit. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just being a pastor tonight. Is this okay? I know this is. So where do you need a breakthrough? Because wherever you need a breakthrough, you're going to have to get a promise for that breakthrough. And then you stand on the promise and you're going to have to hear it before you ever see it. Now, here's what happens a lot in church. In church, there's a lot of uprooting. It's called repentance. You know, you get in church, presence of God starts flowing, you get emotional and you start going, Lord, I promise I'm going to treat my wife better. I promise Jesus. You start worshiping, you go, Lord, I ain't going to look at that junk on the internet anymore. Lord, I promise. Forgive me, Lord. You know, you get in the presence of God. Lord, I'm not going to gamble anymore. I promise. I'm going to cut up all my loyalty cards. I'm done, Jesus. I'm done, Jesus. I'm not going to smoke anymore. You know, you're, you're thinking, you know, you're, you're fired up. No more nicotine, Jesus. It's, it's broken tonight. And it's actually something that's real that's going on in your heart. But, but repentance without replacement. So you're going to be free for about 12 seconds. <laughs> And you're going to get in that car and open up those Marlboros and go, I'm going to cut back, Jesus. I'm going to cut back, Jesus. You're going to take out that little vape pen marijuana thingy that y'all do and go, I'm going to lighten up, Jesus. I promise, Jesus. I'm going to, you know, whatever y'all do. I don't know what y'all do. Uh, it helps me connect with God, man. No, okay, relax. <laughs> you need to relax. You need to relax. It, 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 here's my point. The freedom isn't sustained. Jesus said, you can clean out your house, talking about your soul. But if you don't fill that house, that demon is going to come back with seven of his friends, all more ghetto than him. <laughs> like they're going to come back stronger. I'm not calling, I'm not saying you're demon possessed. What I'm saying is you get, amen, you get free from something. You get free from something. Someone's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Pedro's like, God, thank you, God. But... You get free from something, but if you don't replace it, so a lot of you uproot things, but then you don't replant things. So the, the uprooting is called repentance, but the replanting is called renewing your mind. Okay, we're going to continue to the Bible study. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. And that's what a lot of you do. You, you get in church and you go, I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to do it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And you stop. But there wasn't a period at the end of the world. There's a comma. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
So the transformation does not happen by just not wanting to be conformed. The transformation happens by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We, we a lot of times read that scripture and we think we're talking about God's will like a knowing in our spirit. No, no, no. Knowing God's will is God's word. You renew your mind to the word of God and then you know God's will. So anytime situations arise in your life, you can judge them by the word of God. Anytime an attitude rises in your life, you can judge it by the word of God. Anytime your will comes up against God's will, you can judge it by the word of God and say, whoa, 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 whoa. The Bible says, and I know God's perfect, pleasing will. I know his good will for my life and it's right here. And so now I can cause my life to level up to God's word. Instead of living according to the patterns of this world. Okay, so I'm talking about hearing it before you see it. Now, one, one uh, person said, whatever goes up must come down. And I want to say whatever comes in will go out. Okay, uh, I used to always hear preachers say, don't be led by your heart. Be led by the Holy Spirit. But here's what I've learned that the Holy Spirit leads by that core of who you are. And that core of who you are is called your heart. Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. In other words, you're gonna be led by your heart, so you better be careful what goes in because whatever goes in is then gonna lead your life. Okay, so look at this. Um, A lot of you would look at your life and go, I don't like this. I don't like whatever this is. And you're, you're staring at a cherry tree and you're going, in the name of Jesus, become apples now. And it's still cherries. Because you don't like the fruit and God's saying, but you got to go deal with the root. I'm talking about hearing. Okay, so look at Matthew. The words of Jesus, a good man or woman out of the good treasure of their heart brings forth Good things. How do you bring forth good things in your life? Good treasure. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil things. Whatever you're intaking is going to come out. An evil person, out of the evil, what's treasure? Treasure is whatever you treasure. Treasure is whatever you treasure. If If you treasure that little knowledge, that little gossip, that little morsel of gossip, that little tidbit that you can share with people. If you treasure that, that feeling that you get whenever you can talk about someone and people are listening, that's your treasure. That's your reward. If, if you treasure speaking life over someone, if you treasure speaking faith, hope, and love, then that's what's gonna come out. The good man out of the good treasure, out of the good things they put in their life, what your treasure is the thing you find valuable. It's your time. It's what you're looking at. It's what you're listening to. It's the value system of your life. A good man out of the good treasure brings forth good things. And so if you want good things, if you want good fruit, if you want a good life, then you're going to have to get good things on the inside of you. Come on, can you say amen to this? And so this becomes very important. God's word has to become a preeminence in your life. This becomes the authority. This this becomes the thing you hide in your heart. 
This, this thing becomes the authority in which you live under. And you hang out right here. And you just don't move. And I got a word from God and I'm just staying right here. And you just live under this moment. And that good thing gets in your heart. And then it begins to flow out. That's why I think it's interesting that Elijah, when he began to pray, he got in a birthing position. He put his head in between his knees. Now, I'm not going to do a visual for you, but... <laughs> now, you got to think about this. Ahab was around. Some of, some of his entourage was around. And they're probably rolling their eyes as they're watching Elijah begin to pray. So Elijah had to make sure that the voice on the inside was louder than the voices on the outside. So he blocked his ears with his knees and he got in a birthing position so that all he could hear was his voice and the voice of the word of God. And he began to stand on that word. And he said, I hear a sound and I refuse to listen to Ahab and I refuse to listen to the prophets of Baal and I refuse to listen to doubt and unbelief and I'm just gonna keep listening to that thunder that's on the inside of me. The lightning strikes on the inside of me. I can hear the rain falling on the inside of me. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, it's about to rain and I'm gonna stay right there. So I'm gonna close my ears to everything else and I'm gonna get a good treasure on the inside of my heart so that something good can come out. So you hear it before you see it. I promise that's my longest point. Let me keep moving. Number two, you speak it once you hear it. So now that you get a word from God, you get God's word in your mouth. Okay, I'm talking about finding, I'm talking about finding God's purposes in unusual places. Okay, this is how we come into agreement with heaven. God said it like this. Let something be established by two or three witnesses. God said it in the heavens. We say it in the earth. And there's agreement. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Or excuse me, Hebrews chapter 4. I'm not sure if it's verse 12. It might be a double-edged sword. A double-edged sword. Think about that. The word of God is a two-edged sword. What are the two edges? One edge is God's mouth. One edge is your mouth. And when God speaks and then we speak what God said, there's weight on our words. Okay. So we speak what we heard. Elijah said, verse 41, Elijah said, I hear the abundance of rain. Elijah said, I hear. Saying, hearing. He said, what he heard, and let me just tell you, you're going to say whatever you're listening to. <laughs> you're like, oh, this, this is, you know, this is that, that faith preaching stuff. I don't know about all this confession stuff. You're doing it anyway. <laughs> like, this is just how you live. Because whatever you hear, you say. Uh, we have a, a friend who has a, a, a child, and uh, he, they couldn't get him talking, and so they... Um, went to some speech therapists and were trying, trying, and they finally figured out it, it's not his mouth that's the issue. It's his ears that's the issue. So they had to put these tubes in his ears to open up so that he could hear. And once he could hear, he could speak. Because your hearing and your speaking are connected. I'm just building a little principle here. I'm building a little, little thing. And so here's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12. It is written. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, excuse me. I think it's on the screen. Here we go. It is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. 
And whether you're a Christian, whether you agree with this teaching, or whether you're an atheist, you're doing this anyway. You say whatever you believe. And a lot of you are going, I need to say better things. No, you need to believe better things. Okay. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. What is the spirit of faith? The, the spirit of faith is believing and speaking, believing and speaking. I hear it from God and then I say it. And there's weight on my words because I'm saying what God said. Okay. So say what you hear, not what you see. This is the truest and most powerful form of prayer. When you go to God with what you heard. Now it's okay to go to God with what you see. Because he's, he's our father. We just sang about it. He's, he's very good, very patient. And sometimes you, you just need to have a meltdown. And I'd rather you have a meltdown in the presence of God than a meltdown on social media. Amen. Okay? Amen. So if you're going to have a meltdown, go to God and go, God, this is happening and this is happening, this is happening. I'm freaking out. Go ahead and freak out in the presence of God. That's okay. And sometimes you got to freak out. It's like 911 emergency and you just got to, and that's okay. But when you go to God and you say, God, this is having this, 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 God isn't going to go, whoa, I didn't know any of that. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I had no idea. So it's okay to go to God with what you see. But the best form of prayer is when you go to God with what you heard. Amen. Hey, hey, God, um, I didn't write this book. You did. <laughs> and you said. So now it's not, God help my marriage. My marriage sucks. God is so tough. God, marriage is hard. God. <laughs> you go to God and you said, God, you told me to love my wife as Christ loves the church. Yeah. Now I feel the anointing. Help me to be that man. Ladies, you go to God and you say, God, you told me to honor my husband. I just feel an anointing right here on this front row. I feel like, I feel a special, lift your hands right now. Just, I'm teasing my wife's on the front row. You told me to honor my husband. You told me to honor him as the head of, head of the house. Lord, help me to honor. Now you're praying God's word. Lord, my kid's going crazy. Lord, my kid's freaking... God, you said, Acts 16, 31, you said me and my whole household shall be saved. You said it. Yeah. I didn't say it. You said it. Yeah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You said that. You go to God with his word. You don't go, God, I'm broke. God, I need help. No, no, no. You go to God and you say, Lord, you said you'd provide for all my needs according to your riches and glory. You said that. Yeah. And then you put thanks on it. And I thank you that you will provide for all my needs according to your riches and glory. It's done. You go to God and say, Lord, you said you would bless the work of my hands, and I'm working. So let the blessing fall. Thank you that you're going to bless the work. Oh, man, are you seeing how powerful this is? And now you're going to God with God's word. And it's not that you go to God with God's word, and God goes, oh, I didn't know I said that. What? Where's that chapter and verse? It's not that. It's that God says, thank you for honoring my word above opinion, emotion, circumstance, Thank you for taking the time 
2, Psalm 119, hide the word in your heart. Thank you for taking the time to honor my word. And because you honored my word, I'm going to honor you. That's prayer. That's powerful. That's how you get answers. I'm telling you, this is, this is how it works. You, you, you need a decision. You don't go, oh, God, I need help. I need what? God, just do something. God, I, no, no, you go to God and you say, Lord, you're the good shepherd. John 10. And I'm your sheep. And the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. I thank you that I hear clearly the voice of the good shepherd. You, and you begin to speak God's word. And then God responds to his word in your mouth. Amen, amen. amen everybody. Say amen. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. And this is how you begin to pray. Getting God's word. Number three, once you've heard it and you've said it, you keep looking for what you said. Keep looking. Elijah said, go look. And he went. He said nothing. He said, look again. Nothing, look again, nothing, look again, nothing, look again, nothing, look again, nothing, look again. And on the seventh time, he saw something. And let me tell you what this is. This is all about timing. Hebrews chapter six, verse 12. I don't want you to become lazy, but imitate those through faith and patience. Inherit what God has promised. Well, you know, I tried it once. I prayed once, it didn't work. Look again. I tried that tithing thing once. Look again. I prayed with my wife once, it didn't help. Look again. A lazy person tries a good thing once, and if it doesn't work, they give up. But the diligent person looks again. Looks again. Oh, I filled out one of those cards one time. No one got back to me. Fill out another one. We're human. <laughs> Look again. <laughs> Try again. Believe God again. Go again. By faith and patience. Notice this inherit. And inheritance has to do with timing. You don't get an inheritance till a life has ended. Okay. Until a cycle has ended till a season has ended. Some of you have said, well, Jabin, I've tried all this and it hasn't happened. No, 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 by faith and patience. Sometimes you're saying the right thing, doing the right thing, but you're not in the right time. Wait. And you've got to learn how to be patient for the right timing for the release of it. Like there's been, there was a, there's been a church in my heart since I was 20 years old. We didn't plant till last year. Because it's not just about, it's not just about the right thing. It's about the right time. Okay, so on the seventh time, the guy sees a cloud and he, he goes to Elijah and he says, uh, okay, good news, bad news. And he's freaking out. And here's why he's freaking out because Elijah, he's mean as a rattlesnake. Elijah was calling down fire. Elijah was killing prophets of Baal. Like Elijah was you know, temperamental at best, okay? I mean, and so he goes to Elijah and he goes, hey, Elijah, um, so I know you said abundant rain. Uh, there, there is a cloud, 
but it's like, it's like that big. <laughs> and he's just waiting for fire to fall and consume the sacrifice, you know? And he, it's, <laughs> this word little cloud, little, this word little means young and unimportant. <laughs> I'm talking about finding God's purpose in unusual places. Listen, can you handle praying that really important prayer and getting what is seemingly an unimportant answer? I know you have a very important destiny. I know, you're very special. I know, your mom told me. But can you handle taking on an unimportant job and doing it with excellence? I know you're believing for a mighty rainstorm, but can you steward the cloud the size of a man's hand? Can you, can you be excellent with the small things? Can you be on time? Can you serve with humility? Jabin, I'm, I'm, I'm called to minister, Jabin. I, I was made for this platform, Jabin. I was made. That's awesome. We have a vacuum. And it's one of those cool ones, like a Ghostbuster one. And you can come up here and pray in tongues and prophesy about your future. And you can preach to an empty room. Oh, no, no, Jabin, I'm called. And, and in case you think I'm too good for that, last night when no one was here, I was up here with my Ghostbuster vacuum saying, who you going to call? Pastor Chabin. And I was killing it. Because no matter how big your life gets, your life is simply a bunch of small steps. I don't care how big your cloud is. It's just a bunch of little clouds. And the moment I can't pick up a vacuum... The moment you can't stack a chair, the moment, well, Jabin, I'm called to ministry. We need people to help park cars. <laughs> we need people to host. We need people to greet. We need Griffin needs help in kids ministry. We need you to serve. Well, you know, I do, well, you know, I don't, well, you know, well, I don't know. I actually don't know because my first job at a church, I knew I was called. I had a vision from God. My first job was a janitor because it got me in the door. Well, this is going over well. Okay. <laughs> so maybe your abundance is hidden in what you've deemed unimportant. Yeah. <clears throat> Every big thing God wants to do in your life is hidden in small things. Can, can, can you just think about this? Abundance and unimportant in the same moment. Because a lot, it, and this is true, even when you start walking in your call, I mean, when you're really in it, like I'm really in my call right now, I really feel, but it's the little things. All of my joy is in the little things. My wife and I make more money than we ever thought we could ever make. I mean, we're from Belen, New Mexico, y'all. Trailer park kids. Proud of it. Not ashamed of it. But I'm just telling you, we were, we were laughing about, I was in London a couple weeks ago preaching and staying at some beautiful hotel. I said, how many people from Berlin, New Mexico have stayed in this hotel? Probably not more than the size of a man's hand. Amen, not, not many. Our life is awesome. God has been so good. But my joy, 
is every morning right here. My joy is laying hands on my daughter. My joy is when we're getting along. Amen, for real. And we're getting along better than we have ever. But it's in that. That's where it's at. I don't go sit on my bank account and go, wow. It's in this. It's in this. It's in, it's in lunch with Mitch. And I got a good friend that I love and trust. That's where it's at. That's what, that's what this is. My joy is in watching this team get up here on stage and crush it on this. That's where my joy. In other words, my joy is still in the little things. And, you, and if, you, if you despise the little cloud, you'll never see the abundant rain. And you'll miss the joy of the journey because it came smaller than you expected. Let me have the keys come up. Okay, so he, sa- he says it's, it's, the, it's the size of a man's hand. And I think he kind of peeks his eye open because I think he probably hears Elijah chuckling and Elijah's there on the floor and Elijah's smiling and the servant's going, why are you smiling? And Elijah said, turn around, bro. Verse 45, and soon a wind began to blow and the sky became black and a tremendous rain began to fall. Because if you can learn how to steward a small cloud, watch me, the Holy Spirit will blow on that. That's right. Yeah. The wind will blow on that. The Spirit of God, it's called momentum, will begin to move on that. And then that little cloud gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the abundance begins to fall. The drought begins to break. And your life is never the same. Now, I love that the Bible says, and soon the cloud turned black. Because I think it was soon to God. (laughs) But a lot of times it's not soon to us. Like I can't give you the time between size of a man's hand to a mighty rainstorm. I just know that in God's mind, it's soon. And I know in your mind, it's probably too long. But that's why it's going to take faith and patience. Whatever your reign is, whatever the manifestation is you're believing God for, whatever the miracle, whatever the abundance, whatever reign is a sign of blessing from God, whatever your blessing is, in the mind of God, it's quick. Just have to be patient. Okay, so Javen, what do I do? Where do I go from here? What's my homework? Your homework is read your Bible. This is it. Give me my phone, babe. Come on my phone, please. Jabin, I'm not, I'm not really good at reading. Okay, so grab your phone and go to Version. This is free. It's a Bible app with over probably 100 different translations. And if you don't like to read, you put this on in your car. Here we go, Acts 10. Chapter 10, Cornelius calls for Peter. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army. The Bible will read to you. Faith comes by hearing. 
shaven, I don't have Bluetooth. Then just get ghetto and put it right on your, your uh, seatbelt and just hold it right there. And just listen to God's word. What is it, sir? Well, Javen, what if I get a little tired? Then you go, you go to your podcast. Look at all these great sermons. I got some Chris Hodges. I got some John Piper. I got some Judah Smith. I got some Craig Groeschel. I got some, I got, hey, I got some Javen Chavez. Hey, dream big, start small. It says this. Oh, that's a good voice. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's keep moving. I got some Stephen Furtick, frustrated faith. I got, I got, oh, here's, here's what I've been on a kick lately. I've been on, I've been on a Joyce flow. Y'all know about Joyce Meyer? Hope is expecting that something good is going to happen. He's not, well, I hope God does something. You know, the Bible says that the kingdom of God has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Preach Joyce. And I love that. The kingdom of God has suffered attack and the energetic take it by force. Let's go. Is a better translation. And so we need to stop just thinking that everything good is just going to fall on us. And we need to realize that God is giving us Preach, girl. A, a life plan a in life, the Bible. A life plan in the Bible. He said, I am the way. And yes. so you might say, in here is the way to live. Now you can't circumvent it. Doesn't matter if you like it or not. God's not going to change his mind. She's saying amen in to my preaching. is the way to live. And any problem that you have, the answer to that problem is in this book. Preach, girl. And so we learn what's in here, and this takes time. You get better and better and better, but nobody's going to have total victory overnight. This is not a drive-through breakthrough. All right. You can't Preach. just, you know, you can drive through and get just about everything. I don't even know why I'm preaching. We should have just watched the Joyce video tonight. You got to love Joyce. She packs out stadiums, 20,000 people all over America, and they go sit there, and she goes, y'all need to read your Bible. And they all clap. I don't know if you've ever listened to her podcast. She'll be like, turn to Romans. Yes, Joyce! I'm like, God, give me that church. All right, listen. This is free. It's free. And you get God's word in your heart. And I do this. And you go, well, yeah, you do this because you're a preacher. No, I do it because I'm a Christian. And I plan on staying one. Because when I get to heaven, I lose pastor. I lose that role. Ain't none of you going to call me pastor in heaven. But I'm going to be a child of God. I'm going to be a Christian. I plan on going. (laughs) Amen. And so I fill my life with God's word. Because the good man, out of the good treasure, brings forth good things. And I plan on bringing forth good things in my marriage, in my ministry, in my life, in my family. Good things. So you fill your life with God's word. You get some podcasts going. You, you get some. You get. You get a devotional. You get, and you and and you begin to fill your life every day with a little bit of God's word. Might be ten minutes. Might be thirty minutes. I don't know your time. I don't know your schedule, but the best place you can start. Someone told me this when I was, I was seventeen. It changed my life. A, a preacher said, "Turn your car into a Bible school." And now. Uh, I'm 35 uh, 18 years later is that right? 18 years later I've lived by that i probably got a double doctorate in theology because for 18 years I filled my car with God's word I'm just telling you 
and I just stay there and just stay under the influence of God's word. And it changes my life and it'll change your life. So tonight's sermon is not an overnight message, okay? You don't hear tonight's word and by tomorrow at 3 p.m. everything's different. It's not that. Tonight's word is for the patient and the diligent. Tonight's word is one of those words that you'll look back in five years and you'll go, I remember that night. I got serious about God's word. And the trajectory of my life shifted. That's how this works. I hear it. I say it. And then I look for it. And I'll just end with this. And you will see it. Because this word works. And I love what Bishop Jake says. God's word works when you work it. So you just get diligent about it. It changes your life. I wasn't very inspirational today. I understand that. Some, some days I walk off the stage, I go, I just wish I was a little funnier. I wish I had a few more hooks to keep people engaged. But, but I also know these are the kind of messages that in my formative years of a believer, this is the stuff that put, that put me where I am right here. It's this stuff right here that I'm preaching today. And, uh, and I pray to God that it helps you. Father, we honor your word. We esteem your word highly. And we thank you. Most importantly, I just thank you that you speak, that you talk, that you're a speaking Savior. Thank you. Thank you that you speak by your word. You speak by the Holy Spirit, by the inner witness. Thank you that you speak. We're listening. We're leaning in. And uh, Lord, I'm praying, let a Bible revival hit City Light Church we would love and honor your word in Jesus' name.